are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. The Flames are staying right on track after a shootout win against the Winnipeg Jets last night. Two Flames earned their first goal of the season, and is Jeff Ward to blame for their slight derailing? But make sure you're subscribed and following this podcast on your favorite podcast app so you can tune in to me, Jess Belmosto, talking about your Calgary Flames every single day of the week. And yeah, so let's jump right into it today. The the Flames came from behind. You know, I spent a lot of time yesterday talking about how they needed to play those fundamentals and find their game again. And I was ta- if you follow me over on Twitter, shameless plug at Jess Belmosto, you will see how I was kind of getting frustrated because I was watching the Bruins game and following along with the Flames game. And I was just like, have the Flames and Bruins ever won on the same night? And the Bruins are currently doing something where they only win or will only show up to play hockey when they're coming from behind. And that's kind of what the Flames are doing, except they literally don't show up. As soon as they the their opponent gets out in front of them, they, they're over it. It doesn't matter if it's in the first period, second period, third period, like they're done, they're over it, they don't care. But... Last night was a different story. The Flames, like I said, came from behind and won in a shootout thanks to Johnny Gaudreau. Sean Monahan, we should change his name to Sean Monahans. I'm sure that joke has been made before, but, you know, we're going to go with it. Uh, Gaudreau extended his point streak to eight games, and I thought that he looked fantastic out there. He looked really happy. He looked focused and you know of course we talked about those wonderful trade rumors that have literally come up every time every year around this time and it's just it's got to be frustrating and I think that it is a big deal for Johnny now I don't think that he's on social media much so I don't know how much noise he hears but you know I'm sure he gets reporters asking about it, you know, oh, did you hear about this, or are there any, um, is there any truth to these rumors, or something like that, like, all the players hear it, but when you're as talented and as good at hockey as Johnny Gaudreau, you're, you know, you're gonna hear it, and I'm sure it's bothersome, but, you know, eight game point streak, shootout winner, I would say that he's pretty unbothered, but... On top of Johnny Gaudreau, we need to talk about some other really great moments last night. Chris Tanev had his first as a flame and the fastest goal in franchise history. Now, I'm not talking about speed. I'm talking about from puck drop. So in the second period, Chris Tanev had um, (laughs) a goal from the blue line, and he scored it in .07 seconds. Yep. (laughs) It was a very weird goal. I'm sure you've all seen the highlight at this point, but when I saw the tweet, I was like, wait, (laughs) what do you mean? And then I watched the clip and it was just really funny because, oh yeah, you know, like you don't really expect to score a goal, but a goal is a goal and we will take it. And at that point, 
I was kind of scratching my head a little bit because I was like, how is he going to score a goal? But Mangiapane is just not going to score. He's had so many opportunities to score, and especially last night before he did score. (laughs) He just, there were plenty of opportunities, and he just, you know, bad puck luck, if you will. And like I said, he was raising some eyebrows, especially when a defenseman scores before you. And he had the go he had the go ahead goal in the third period, and it was great. It was awesome to watch, and everybody was really happy. So I think he has that chip off his shoulder, and we'll start seeing the Mangiapane that we saw last season. Lucic has also kind of shifted his gameplay. I noticed that he had some really beautiful passes and almost earned an assist. I can't remember who who it was, but I, it could have been Mangiapane. It might have been, but he had a beautiful pass and over to Mangiapane and uh, the puck just went a little bit wide. And, you know, I just think that he was more of a positive player and he's there to make a positive impact rather than what he was doing <laughs> these last few games, just not really, you know, being good. <laughs> but there were also two players on my radar last night for some not so positive reasons. I tried to come up with like a name for this so I can like kind of brand it, but you know, couldn't do that on the spot. But Michael Backlund and Matthew Kachuk earned themselves a spot on the radar after underperforming. Backlund was responsible for ugly giveaways and Matthew Kachuk was just kind of silent. You didn't really see him doing anything. And during the shootout, he lost control over the puck. And, you know, I get that it happens, happens to the best of us. By best of us, I mean best of them because um, I I don't know how to handle the puck. But I'm not sure if he's in his own head or what. But ever since that incident with Jake Muzzin, something has been off. And I'm not sure what exactly is going on. But it's time for him to, you know, kind of shake it off and get back out there and be the Kachuk that we know. Especially because they're playing the Oilers uh, after this three-game series with the Jets. So it would be nice to see him kind of lose this little, I don't want to, it's not an attitude, but, you know, shake shake this off and get back out there and just make a statement, you know, a goal, big hit, something. <laughs> Do something that shows us you're still alive. But Dylan Dubé, we need to talk about him because I'm, I was a, I still am a big Dubé fan, and I love watching him play, but this is the second game in a row where he has had a very high hit. And, you know, the first one against Montreal didn't receive any supplemental discipline, and neither has this one as of now, where it is 10.25 Eastern time. And he had another high hit to the head, and Ward essentially benched him after it. And... I believe he played a minute in some change after the elbow, and I think that's good because, you know, he needs to see repercussion for his behavior, and I'm not a therapist. I'm not, like, a child specialist. I'm saying, you know, you need to punish your child when they act up, but I'm just saying, like, that, you know, negative actions have consequences, and if the league's not going to do it, the coach needs to hold his player accountable so he doesn't go out there and become a Matt Cook or you know, a, a goon. You don't want that because he's a very talented player and it shouldn't be seen as acceptable. 
But coming up next, we are going to talk about tonight's game against, again, the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> As I mentioned, it's a three-game series. But first, a, friend, a word from our friends over at rockauto.com. As many of you are, you know, in the thick of winter, we are really focusing on that winterizing of our vehicle and making sure that we have everything that we need. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and shop for the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You know, maybe you need new windshield wipers, you need some fluids, you need some this, some of that. Check RockAuto.com and they have everything that you will need. RockAuto has a very unique catalog and is remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the best brands. One of my favorite thing uh, things about Rock Auto is the fact that they don't have different pricing tiers. You know, you might go in some places and it's going to be a special price for the do-it-yourselfers, and then the mechanics might get a bigger discount and you know things like that. But that's not that's not the way that they do it at RockAuto.com. And if you are Looking to shop from, you know, more of those mom and pop businesses, rockauto.com is the place for you. Head on over to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Locked on flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at JessBelmosto. As I'm recording this, there has been no announcement for, you know, lineups or any changes at all. So let's just assume that the Flames are going with the same lineup as last night. Okay? Let's just... We're going to have Markstrom in net. We're going to have all of this recipe for success that they had last night. And I don't want to harp on the same things that I have for the last what feels like a week. Because, you know, the <laughs> the fundamentals, you know, we talk about it all the time. Shoot the puck, stop being careless with penalties, go out there and do what you were drafted to do and what you have spent your whole life doing, and that is playing good hockey. The Flames do seem to be back on track, though, which is you know, very positive, but they need to keep this momentum going. It cannot simply rely on the shoulders of players like Johnny Gaudreau. You know, that middle six and bottom six are just, just got to step up a little bit. And Matthew Kachuk, you know, we talked about in the previous segment how he's been kind of silent. And that obviously needs to change as well because, you know, you can't, everybody needs to be on the same page. And I think we're finally starting to see the Flames in the same book. A couple players on the same page. A couple might be in a different chapter behind or a different chapter ahead. But, you know, at least we're all in the same book now. I forgot to mention this in the first segment, but Mark Giordano had a very ugly shift last night where he was called for tripping. And I get it. Penalties happen, but that shift as a whole just was not good for him. I think that the tripping penalty was kind of his way of saying, okay, like, (laughs) I'm kind of over this. But just these last few games from him have left me, you know, far from impressed. And I hate saying that because, you know, he is the captain. He is somebody that obviously his teammates admire and the hockey community admires. But 
his time on ice has been, uh, last night it was 22 minutes, and it's been between 20 and 22 these last five games, according to hockeyreference.com. Last season, he was averaging 23 minutes. Now, I don't think that that is necessarily a bad sign. I think that, you know, just like with any older defenseman or any older player, you're going to have to limit their shifts and you're going to have to, you know, find a way for them to still be impactful, but not just doing things that they shouldn't be doing. I, it's so important for his voice to be heard in the locker room and things like that. And if your captain is playing messy, I think there's kind of maybe something in the players that are like, okay, like if he's doing it and maybe I can get away with it. I could be completely wrong there though. Uh, don't come for me. I, <laughs> I am just here to spread all the possibilities and talk about the flames, but poor Josh Levo. I, I am convinced he is never going to have a goal as a flame. Uh, you know, he had so many opportunities last night to score and nope, just not, just not happening in the shootout. He didn't have any luck either, which is kind of upsetting as well, but you kind of have to wonder if Ward might swap Simone in there for him tonight. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to puck drop tonight at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. I will be in class until um, about the end of the first period, so hopefully the Flames, you know, Hopefully it's not too exciting, <laughs> but I don't want to miss anything. So, you know, coming up next, we do have we do have to have a conversation, and it's going to be a difficult one. This is about people calling for Jeff Ward's job. Is he really the problem, or is there something bigger going on? But first, a word from our friends on Bet Online AG. So, as you guys know, the Super Bowl is literally five days away now. Uh, if you're like me, you are getting very excited for the Super Bowl food that you will be consuming. I do not have a dog in this fight. I have seen Tom Brady win every single Super Bowl he has won, and I watched Patrick Mahomes last year win a Super Bowl. So you know, I'm just I'm just kind of vibing. I'm gonna be you know watching everybody freaking out and eating my chicken wings. But if you want a little more excitement, head on over to betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus and bet on the game. Heck yeah. You know, maybe that's what I'll do to make it a little more interesting for myself. Head on over to betonline.ag to set up your free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus with your deposit. BetOnlineAG, your online sportsbook experts. People, <laughs> people on Twitter never, like, they just, they're something else, honestly. It's one of the downfalls of social media, but it also makes for really funny content. But people were literally calling for Jeff Ward's job after three losses. Three losses, you know? There was nothing major happening to the point where I was like, oh, you know, like, what can Jeff Ward be doing differently? And these takes typically come from people who have more numbers in their Twitter handles than they do in their bank account. Now, listen, I don't have any numbers in my Twitter handle. 
and that, that's not a dig at anybody who has like you know like their favorite number which is like two digits or anything but like you know you know the ones I'm talking about that are like nine six four two one zero four like all of the numbers at the end like it's clearly a burner account and I just oh my goodness the players needed to play the game better the coach can only do so much you know the coach can coach to the best of their ability and the players you know if they're not receptive I don't necessarily think it's even them not being receptive I think it has to do with them not playing well and just having a chip on their shoulder and if anything it's not on the coach it's literally on the players if it was a Mike Babcock situation where he was being a really crappy human being sure uh, you know, okay, yeah, then of course that's on the coach. But it just it doesn't seem like that's the case here. It, it doesn't look like there's anything going on behind the scenes. I haven't heard anything. I just think that the Flames fell into a rut for a few games. No one is going to lose their job. No one is going to be demoted to the minors for an entire season because, you know, they played horribly for three games you know that's not how this works and a player like sam bennett is not going to go to the minors i saw somebody on facebook yesterday saying uh oh sam bennett requesting a trade okay send him down to the minors for the season and see how he likes that change of scenery i was like dude that's literally not how this works so please get it together and this is completely unrelated, but Johnny Gaudreau's sister, Katie, <laughs> has been active on Twitter these last few days, and she has gone into full little sister defense mode, and I love it. I'm an older sister, so I defend my brother, and, you know, he that's, that's my baby brother, <laughs> so I get it. And she's hyping him up and, you know, talking about how good he is and all this stuff, but I do think that he's not going anywhere and I don't think that she's like a mouthpiece for him by any means but I do think that she she obviously knows what's going on behind the scenes like it's her brother but based on her tweets and things like that I would honestly say that Gaudreau is not leaving this regular season I know that the Flames are really gonna have to do whatever in their whatever's in their power to lock him up this offseason and Hopefully they do, because losing him would be very upsetting and very disappointing. Now, I don't know if his contract is up this season or next season, so I apologize if I got that wrong. I did not think to write that down, but I do think it's next season, uh, just because this summer is the expansion draft. But anyways, thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode of Locked on Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and make sure to listen to the national show because I gave an interview with Sarah, who also had on some really amazing guests, and I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions on everything. So I will catch you all tomorrow, and we will hopefully have another great one to talk about. Bye-bye.